Hi, I'm Haley Scamora. I'm from Northeastern University, and you're listening to College Hockey Talk. Welcome everyone to another episode of College Hockey Talk. You're listening to one of the three bonus episodes that I am releasing as a thank you to our fans and as a Halloween gift as well since I know many of you can't go out to the coronavirus just like myself. The interviews we have are Haley Skamura, who played for Northeastern Women's Hockey, Lara Stalder who was a bronze medalist with Switzerland and was a Patty Kazmaier finalist as well. Ashton Calder, who led Lake Superior State in points this past year, Dryden McKay, who is one of the top goalies in college hockey, and Kelsey King, who is a superstar for the Minnesota State women's hockey team. There will be no new episodes until next Friday because I have a very busy schedule next week due to college. But I hope you guys enjoyed these episodes. If you want a specific interview, please check the timestamp in the description. Uh, Take care, everyone, and I'll see you guys on Friday as our daily podcast schedule will be Tuesday, Friday, and Saturday starting next Friday. Make sure to follow our socials as well at College Hockey Talk and also subscribe to our Apple podcast page and leave a rating and review. Doing this helps our podcast grow, and I appreciate it very much. Take care, care, everyone. Stay safe and have a great holiday. Bye. Welcome back to another episode of College Hockey Talk. On today's podcast, we have a very special guest, former Northeastern forward, Haley Skamura. Haley, thank you so much for coming on, and how's everything going? Good, yeah, thanks for having me. Uh, Just finding ways to keep training here in Buffalo, and uh, yeah, got camp coming up soon, so. That's good to hear, and overall, how's your quarantine been, and what have you been doing these past few months to pass the time and train for the upcoming season? Yeah, I mean, it was definitely tough at the beginning. Ranks were closed for a while there, maybe like two, three months. So just had a makeshift a home gym here. Um, but, you know, since then, I've just been on the ice three, four times a week, which has been good, and then three to four times at the gym. So um, I've been able to get back into like a normal routine probably since like July. Um, a little tough without games and full team practices, but making it work. That's good to hear. Working at home, how difficult is that? Because I know some people actually enjoy working from home since, you know, they, it's not as much of a, you know, you don't have the much, I don't know what, like gyms, there's different a type of equipment that you might not have at home. Did you find that struggle working from home or working out from home or did you enjoy it in some way? Yeah, it was, um, it was a little difficult, but it was kind of fun in that, you know, I got to like take some stuff to like the local park and do like a stair workout and then add some different exercises in that I might not normally do. Um, so that was a little exciting. Got to like makeshift fun workouts in that way. And, um, but definitely hard without some of the equipment. There's certain exercises that I physically couldn't do and definitely wanted to be able to do more of. Um, but now gyms are back open, luckily. And so able to get back in, but it, it was a little bit fun. Now I want to start off talking about the beginning before you went to Northeastern. You're from Williamsville, New York. Uh, How did you start playing hockey and falling in love with the sport? Um, well, my dad played in the NHL, and then I had three older brothers who all played hockey, and we had a backdoor rink, a backyard rink, excuse me, and we would just go out there and play all the time, and I wanted to be just like them. And, uh, you know, at first they would just throw me in the net and shoot at me, but um, – yeah, that's how I fell in love with the game. What team did your uh, dad play for? He played for the Capitals during their expansion year. So. Oh, that's awesome. I didn't know that. That's pretty cool. <laughs> now, was he your favorite player growing up, or was there any other player you looked up to? And what part of their game did you try to emulate to yours? Yeah, when I was younger, he was someone I looked up to. He uh, did, like, an alumni game, and I was really excited to see him play. And – oh, no, sorry. Um and but after that I would say my biggest idol growing up was Ovechkin I just loved the way he his shot was just is still unbelievable and um and my shot's always something that I'm trying to work on and get better and working on changing the angle and you know getting it off quicker things like that so 
do you like his uh, celebrations after he scores or just how excited he is to play the game? Because that's something that I wish more players were like that, just to be happy to play hockey no matter what level. Yeah, yeah, I did. Um, I do love his sellies. I definitely don't get that uh, animated after I get a goal or assist or anything, but um, it's fun to watch when someone gets like that. Now, before Northeastern, you played in the PWHL for the Burlington Barracudas and the Oakville Hornets. Uh, how did you get the opportunity to play in that league, and what was it like to play for those two teams? Yeah, I mean, for Burlington, I think at that time they had just started inviting American girls, but I think only two or three could be on the team. Um, so the coach, uh, Tom Fergus, had approached us. I, I think we had played them in a game when I was with Buffalo, and he asked me and my friend to come and – we thought it was a really good opportunity to get better and um, and just play different competition. And so we went there and it, it was, it was a great move, I think. And, you know, the game was a lot more physical in Canada. And so I was there for two years in Burlington and then my last year I ended up going to Oakville. Now, what did you take away from your time at Oakville and Burlington and how did it help you prepare for college hockey? Um, wait, repeat that. I apologize. No, it's not a problem. Uh, what did you take away from your time at Oakville and Burlington and how did it help you prepare for college hockey? I mean, I think the biggest thing was I said earlier, just the physicality of the game in Canada, I thought was a lot higher than in the States. And I think that definitely prepared me for college because as you go up in the ranks, I think it gets more and more physical. Um, and I think it's such a huge part of the game now. Now, um, I want to talk to you about your recruiting process. What was that like and what made you want to go to Northeastern? Yeah, it's definitely an overwhelming process. You know, as soon as I turned 14, all of a sudden you get all these letters coming in and emails and you have to decide where you want to go to college. And it was definitely overwhelming. Like, how do you even know I'm a freshman in college? No one's even, or freshman in high school, no one's even thinking about it at that point. Um, and I, you know, my parents helped me a little bit, but they never went through the process either. So there was really no one to, that really knew the process and how to go through it. So in that sense, it was a little stressful. But for me, I kind of wanted to be out of New York State. I wanted to experience something different. And so from there, I was down to about three schools. And Northeastern, as soon as I got on campus, I just fell in love with the feel. Um, it was in the city, but it felt smaller. It felt like a nice little community. And I enjoyed that aspect of it. And I just, I loved the coaches and the my, the teammates that were there at the time um, really made me feel welcome and included. So I felt very comfortable when I was there. Now, speaking of the coaching staff, you got to play under Coach Dave Flint. Uh, what was it like to play under him? And what did you learn about the game that you didn't know before? Um, I think he he's such a great coach because he really cares about you as a person, more so than a player even. And he really wanted to focus on what you were doing off the ice, make sure you were a good student good person um, and then he focused on the hockey and I really respected that about him and that was something I, I carry with me to this day for sure. Now um, w when you were under coach Dave Flint and you're now doing stuff trying to teach younger players how to play did you learn anything from him that you try to bring to your leadership and coaching abilities? Yeah I think um, just our style of play is something that you know I think is the way to go like forechecking hard and um, you know, responsible in the D zone. I think that's something I definitely carry with me from him because um, I was moved to center my sophomore year. And so I really got that D aspect down and um, I'm a pretty uh, responsible defensive zone player. Now, in your first year at Northeastern, you lost to Boston University in the Hockey's tournament. Uh, what did you take away from that loss in your first playoff experience in Hockey East? Yeah, I think, you know, first playoff experience, it was definitely a little nerve wracking, especially as a freshman. And, you know, I just learned that you have to kind of go into it like any other game and not let the the hype of it kind of get you in your head and not, you know, not be afraid to make mistakes. And um, I think that was something I learned. Now, you did win your first hockey's playoff series your sophomore year when you beat UNH. Uh, talk about winning your first hockey's playoff series and what it meant to the program and to your team since you guys were moving forward in a more positive direction. Yeah, um, that was definitely huge. You could tell our team was definitely taking a swing towards, you know, being able to lead in Hockey East. Um, so that was a huge upswing. At the time, I was actually uh, going through an injury, but I was really happy with my how our team rallied through that series. 
Yeah, and your team made a lot of drastic improvements from your sophomore year to your junior year as well. You mm-hmm. went from going from a below 500 team to a team that won over 20 games. Uh, what did your team do to get that much better, and what role did you want to play in that um, process of improvement? Yeah, um, I mean, a huge aspect of that, of course, was Kendall. Um, she, you know, she led our team on and off the ice, and her, you know, her work ethic was contagious and her passion for the game. And I think that carried through the whole team. And we went into every practice trying to get better, every game trying to get better. And um, I think we had good team chemistry. We had solid lines all the way through. And um, yeah. In your junior year, you made your first national tournament appearance against BC. Uh, talk about playing in the national tournament against one of the biggest, your biggest rivals and just that whole experience that you had. Yeah, that was – I mean, I remember how excited we were for the – the showing for, you know, where we'd be placed and where we play against. And it was exciting because it was the first time in program history. So we were all excited to be a part of that history together. And, you know, we, we played as hard as we could, you know, we battled through the end, but, you know, they came out on top. I mean, they're an unbelievable team at the time. They had so many, you know, Olympian players on there. So, um, but we fought hard for sure. Now, going into your senior year, what type of leadership did you want to bring to your team, and what did you learn from past leaders that helped you uh, bring that type of leadership to your senior year as well? Yeah, for me, I'm a very lead-by-example kind of person. I don't talk too much in the locker room. I I work hard, keep my head down, um, and try to get everyone to kind of follow suit, and I think that's definitely what I did senior year. Um, I let the captains and stuff do more of the talking in the locker room and maybe, like, I would do one-on-ones kind of maybe with the freshmen or younger players who might've needed some guidance. And that's something I um, had learned from previous captains, you know, just mentoring the younger players and helping them through the college process. Now I want to talk to you about the bean pot as well. You've got to be a part of so many great bean pots. And what was it like playing in those big games and what was it like uh, to be in some finals? Cause I know your team came close to winning a few of them. Yeah, there was um, there was one I remember at Northeastern. I think we lost one nothing to BC, and that was a that was a tough one because I think uh, we almost had it, and it felt like it was right in our fingers, and we just missed it. Um, but I mean, proud of our team for making it to the finals every year, and we we uh, played well, and you know sometimes just doesn't work out. Now speaking of BC, you played your final collegiate game against Boston College, losing in the hockey's final. What emotions were you feeling after that loss, knowing you played your final collegiate game? Yeah, it was um, it was tough. It hit me when we got to the locker room, and you know some of the girls started crying, and we realized like that was the last time we were going to wear that Northeastern jersey, and it was uh, it was really difficult. We kind of just sat there, and you know we hugged each other. Coaches congratulated us on a good season, and and again that was another hard fought game. We went into overtime, and um, you know we just couldn't make it happen. But uh, yeah, it was tough. Now, when you look back at your time at Northeastern, what do you remember the most? Uh, just all the all the good times, all the fun trips that we took together, and. Um, my freshman year, we got to go to Vail, Colorado. That was a memorable trip. We had, you know, I mean, what a great experience that was. It was beautiful. And um, just all the all the fun times, like in the locker room before practices or games and uh, just a lot of good memories. Now, uh, have you been back to Northeastern since graduating? And what's your thoughts on the team now since they've made so many improvements since you left? And I think you kind of set the mark uh, for the team to be successful as it is today. Yeah, I, uh, it's, it is fun to go back. I have gone back a few times. Um, I've been able to practice with the team too. And it's so, the program's so good. Their culture seems amazing. Everyone, you know, they have so many players there and they're all, they all buy into the, to the culture. And I think that's so important. Um, they're all working hard. They all want to get better and, um, they want what's best for the team. And that's all it comes down to. So. Now, I also want to talk to you. You mentioned earlier that you got to play with one of the best female hockey players of all time in Kendall Coyne. Uh, what was it like to play with her, and what was she like as a teammate on and off the ice? Because every time I watch her play, she's just so fast, and she's just really skilled with the puck. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she uh, she has that ability to kind of make everyone around her look really good, and I just I learned so much from her. She was an amazing teammate, someone that was easy to talk to. You could and you learned so much from her. After every shift, we were talking about what we you know what we did well, what we okay, I'm, you know, position wise, where are you on the ice? And um, 
so I just, I learned a lot from her and I'm very honored that I had the chance to play with her. When she won the gold medal, did you tell your friends that like, yeah, I played with Kendall Coyne <laughs> or just try to keep it a secret a little bit? <laughs> um, no, I mean, definitely when she came along, just because we went to Northeastern together. So I have a lot of Northeastern pride there. And yeah, I was just so happy for her. I'm like, yeah, that's my line mate, you know? So no, I definitely wasn't quiet about it. So I was really happy for her. It was a great moment. Now you had the chance to play in the NWHL for the Buffalo Buttes. Uh, what was that experience like for you? That was, I mean, amazing. Just playing for my hometown team. It's something that I'll always cherish. And especially like after our season, I got to play for two weeks leading up to the Isabel Cup that we ended up winning. And that was a really cool experience. And again, that's something I'll never forget. And not many people got to do something like that. Um, and yeah. Now we're now in the non-hockey segment of the podcast where I ask you some non-hockey questions. And my first one is what was your favorite class you ever took at Northeastern? Mm. <sighs> favorite class. Any, I'm trying to think there was a, a cognitive psychology class that I really enjoyed. Um, any of my psych classes I was all about, I minored in it and I, I couldn't get enough of it. I loved it. And what type of music do you like to listen to and what fires you up before a game? I would say before a game, I typically listen to like rap music or pop music. Um, but I also like country, but that's usually for when I'm relaxing. And what's your go-to artist for country or rap before a game? Um, for before a game, I like Drake. And for country, hmm. There's so many. Right now, I'm loving Luke Combs, I would say. Nice. Now, what's your favorite thing about the city of Boston? I love the history of Boston. Um, I, everywhere you go, there's a, there's a story that's been told. And I, I love the richness of the city and how it's easy to maneuver and it's clean. And, um, and there's so many different things you can do. And it's all so easy to access, I think. So I love Boston. Now what was it like trying to what was it like moving there when you're 18 and a freshman in college because it seems like that must have been a big adjustment because for me I'm from Boston but when you go to like New York State it's like a completely different area it's a lot more rural was there any adjustment you had to make going to like a new city at such a young age? Yeah it was definitely intimidating at first I mean I did not learn the metro system for a while it took me till like junior year to be like okay I feel comfortable <laughs> like exploring through this new transportation method right like here I, I only take my car so there I didn't even have a car and uh, it was definitely a little intimidating for sure but once I got used to it I realized like how easy it all was yeah well the T is very hard to get used to even for anybody it's not just like just <laughs> and it just it's very hard and it's also very slow sometimes too which yeah. is when you got frustrated by but speaking of getting frustrated by the T what's your biggest pet peeve <laughs> slow walkers Yes, I. There's a lot of them in the city, so I would definitely yeah. be doing that. Now, uh, if you could have lunch with anyone in the world, who would it be and why? Obviously, you've met Kendall Coyne. That's probably everyone's number one answer. But besides her, who else would it be? I'm gonna go uh, Beyonce. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> now, what is your favorite TV show, and what what would you guest star in it? And wait, would I guest star in my favorite show? Yes, because I know some people are into like Dexter or like some of these murder shows, so they probably wouldn't want to be a guest star in it. That is fair. Okay, I think my favorite show is probably Friends, and I would definitely guest show in it if given the opportunity here. Now, what character would you play? And who? What? Which character would you want to interact with? Like Joey or Monica or Rachel? Mm, probably, I love Chandler and Rachel are probably my top two. All right. Now back to some hockey questions. Now my first one is: What should be done to help grow women's hockey? I mean, I think it all kind of comes down to the younger generation. I think we need to get more girls starting to play hockey and realizing it's a it's a viable future. Um, and I guess in that sense, it also comes down to having a, a truly professional league that we can all play in and making a living out of and, and reach those communities from there. Now, uh, what advice would you give younger players trying to pursue Division One college hockey, especially in the women's side of the game? just to have fun. I think sometimes we all get too caught up in, 
and going to all the skill sessions and all the power skating sessions. And there's so many things people want you to do. And it's just like, just go out there and have fun playing the game. Now, was there any younger players you've saw that didn't seem like they're having fun, even though they were very skilled? And do you try to like help them out, try to find the fun in the game, I guess? Yeah, definitely. I think it's really important in practices to add all the small game elements and, um, and just any type of game, just to get the kids having fun and just being more creative and not so uh, rigid. Now, uh, what have you been up to since graduating Northeastern? I know you're going to that USA Hockey National Camp, so congratulations on that, by the way. But uh, what have you been up to since, besides playing for the NWHL and graduating Northeastern, obviously? Yeah, um, so after I graduated, I actually was in grad school for about a semester for speech and language pathology. But then I made the U.S. team for Worlds. And so after that, I decided to step down from that and just focus on hockey. Um, so now I'm in with the PWHPA and I also I do coaching. I do learn to play program with the Sabres through the NHL. And yeah, just continue to train for USA Hockey. Now, what's it like being a coach? And did you, uh, I know it's a lot different perspective on the game, not playing, being a coach than being a player. What's your strategy for helping younger players? Are you trying, are you hard on them or do you try to be like a little more react, relaxed? So is it different for any different player? Um, I'm usually more relaxed. I would say I'm more of the type of coach. I'm just pulling them aside and, you know, telling them what they could have done different on a player, what they need to see, uh, just different ways to look at the game and kind of build up that hockey IQ. I think is super important. Um, and yeah. yeah. Now, uh, one thing I want to ask you is what can we do better as a podcast? What can I do better as an interviewer to improve and make the guest more enjoyable coming on the show? Oh, you did a great job. No, I felt very comfortable. This has been awesome. Well, I appreciate that. Now, is there any shout outs you'd like to make to any friends, teammates, or you know, family members you have. I know we're going to shout out Kendall Coyne. Hopefully. Yeah, definitely shout out Kendall Coyne. Um, but shout out to Northeastern. I'm very grateful to have been a part of that program and all the coaches I've had throughout my time there. I really appreciate everything they've done for me. Thank you so much. Uh, thank you so much Kayla, for coming on. I really appreciate it so much. Uh, stay safe and I wish you luck with the national camp and I hope you have a great week. Sounds good. Thank you. No problem. Have a nice day. You too. Bye. Welcome back to another episode of College Hockey Talk. On today's podcast, we have a very special guest, former Minnesota Duluth hockey player, where she was a Patty Kazmaier finalist back in 2017. She's also a bronze medalist for Team Switzerland back in 2014. Welcome to the podcast, Lair Stalder. How's it going? Thank you for having me. Yeah, exciting to talk about college again because it's it's been a couple of years and now that I remember back in my college years and yeah it's fun to talk about it again. I'm glad you're coming on to talk about it now my first question to you is how's your uh, quarantine been and what does it look like in uh, Europe since that's where you are because I know it's a little bit different than here in the U.S. Yeah I mean I actually get to see it from like two different perspectives because currently I play in Sweden so right now I am in Sweden but I went home right when everything kind of happened like in back in March. So I went home to Switzerland and I had a lockdown like five weeks and I got to spend a lot of time with my mom and my family. And yeah, everything was locked down obviously. And it was really uh, critical at that time. And then everything kind of like opened again and I got back into summer training and that was pretty normal. And yeah, I mean, you got, to, I got to like appreciate more little things and like got to go home for quite a while. I wasn't, I wasn't home for like that long in a long time. And, but yeah, now I'm back in Sweden and now it's get, starting to get um, bad again. So I don't know if there's actually a second lockdown in Switzerland and I've been keeping in touch with my family and everything, but here in Sweden, it's, it's handled a bit different and we're still uh, lucky that we are able to play and, I hope we can continue, but you never know what happens, yeah. Yeah, I hope uh, you guys get to continue to play as well. Um, now, I want to start talking about before COVID, before Minnesota Duluth, uh, you're from Switzerland. Uh, talk about your childhood and what's it like growing up in that country? Yeah, I mean, um, I grew up with my older brother. That's how I got to play hockey, and it, it has always been sports. And 
obviously I, I started to appreciate home a little bit more once I was in college and away from home. And But yeah, pretty normal childhood. I went to school just like a regular kid and played hockey besides that. And then I think with going to college, that's when it first got like super professional where you put everything on hockey and kind of, I always wanted to study as well. So my academics were important to me too. And then I went to Duluth and had great four years. And then I kept going with hockey and my studies in Sweden. And now I'm in Brunes and my second year. Now, um, how did you start playing hockey and falling in love with the sport? Yeah, I mean, uh, kind of because of my older brother, he started before me and as everyone says, you want to do the same thing as your older brother. And I started when I was five years old and I I fell in love back then. And like nowadays, I love it even more since we got so many great opportunities to play on such a high level here in Sweden. And I enjoy it every day still. Now, who was your favorite player growing up and what part of their game did you like the most? Well, it was, um, it was different kind of players. Like once you grow up, you kind of more look at the skills from different players. But growing up, it was Todd Alec. It's kind of, I don't know if it, he's even known um, as a that big of a player, but he was like um, in my hometown, like 20 minutes away, he played for Eiffel 2. And we always went to the games and me and my brother were always big fans of him. And we watched his game. But at that time, I was more like just admiring him and not like looking at the type of like game he plays but then growing up like I look I, I love to watch like NHL and that stuff and how like amazing players there are and but I wouldn't say I have like one role model or like one hero growing up yeah. Now before UMD you played for the ZCS Lions uh, talk about your experience there and what you took away from it because I know you won a championship there as well. Yeah, exactly. Um, it was it was a special year because it was before I went to college, but I also had an injury in my in my last game where I broke my foot, but then we still won the championship. So that, that was a special one. But I grew up playing hockey with boys. So until I was 18, I played with boys. And also I joined the, the Lions team for my last year. And it was a lot of fun. And it was still far away from home. It was like an hour drive, but I still played in that ladies team with some great players and it's special to get the championship and to have that. And then, yeah, I went to college. And how did your experiences at Luzerne and ZCS and the national team help you prepare for college hockey? Yeah, I mean, I, it's a tough question because you kind of just like go through it. And I mean, I learned a lot when I grew up, all the details in my hometown club and Obviously, you you learn more from other players when you go to different teams. And but I think actually college hockey has taught me so much. Like I grew as a player, but also as a person. And I want to talk to you about your recruitment process. Uh, what made you want to play college hockey, and especially for Minnesota Duluth, what made you want to go there? Yeah, that was um, a little special too. My recruitment process because. It, there were a lot of ups and downs in there and um, at first I played my first world championship in 2011 and there I also played under 18s and like some scouts um, like talked to me a little bit and then I started to realize oh there's like actually something I want to I, I want to go to the U.S. and like there's an opportunity to play college hockey and that has since 2011 it has become a dream and then there were ups and downs in um, Duluth Laura Schuler recruited me and she always uh, believed in me, even though they wanted to see me at world championships and I was injured twice. And, and then they were, they were like, yeah, we'll give you a chance. And we, we take a risk with you. And then at first, after that second injury, I thought I actually wouldn't go play college hockey because I couldn't show myself again in the world championships. And, but then she gave me that chance. And I think it's been, awesome four years and I learned a lot during those four years yeah, yeah speaking of Laura Schuller talk about the coaching staff at Duluth and what they what was it like to play under them yeah um I played under Shannon Miller and then Laura Schuler, but also Gina Kingsbury was one of the coach or Chris and yeah they're I don't know they they teach you so much individual things and 
you got you I came there and I mean I, I barely spoke English and the first two months was was really tough but uh, Shannon Miller always I don't know took me under her wing and always believed in me and like hockey was going well and I was successful in that and that kind of kept me going and then as it as it went on I kind of adjusted to the new culture and the like far being far away from home and all the little things and as it went on I, I, I think I had my best year as a senior and um, I'm really happy about that and then we had a coaches change after two years and then I learned a lot from Maura Kroll and Laura Bellamy as coaches like they were awesome and they they care so much about you individually and they want to bring you forward as a as a person but as an athlete as well and yeah I learned a lot from them and I appreciate their effort they put in me. Yeah, what was the biggest adjustment you had to make to your game after playing your first few games as a freshman? Was there any culture shock you experienced uh, being at Duluth for the first time? Well, obviously, the uh, playing with girls was uh, something special because growing up, I was always in boys teams, and that was like my first real team that I only played on a girls team. And and then also the smaller ice sheet, everything went quicker. But um, and I was a D at first for the first two years, and I I think. I, I like challenges, so I took every day as a new challenge and I learned a lot. I was like a sponge and picked up a lot of details and grew as a player, but also as a person. During your freshman year, you got to play against some international uh, competition. You played against the Japanese and Russian teams. Uh, what was it like to play those countries and help grow the game? And did that help you since you played in the Olympics that year as well? Yeah, I mean, it's always special playing a different country and kind of like their system, especially Japan is really uh, focused on their system and being really, um, or pay a lot of attention to detail and not make any mistakes and work hard and all, all those little things Japan is known for. But, uh, and I mean, playing Russia as well, there was a player on that team that played for Duluth. So always makes it special when you know someone on the other team. And I mean, it wasn't really like once, you, once the, the puck drops, you, you play hockey and it doesn't really matter who you play, but obviously that year was special with um, going into the Olympics and all this new experience was my first Olympics and it, it was amazing. Like this whole year was all about new things every day and I, I really appreciate that year and it's, it's fun looking back to it. Yeah, and also during your freshman year, you won your first WCHA playoff series against Ohio State. Uh, talk about your first WCHA playoff experience and what you took away from it. Yeah, I mean, it's been a while thinking back to that. I'm glad you said who the opponent was. I'm not sure if I would have remembered. But yeah, I mean, playoff is always like a different, different season that starts, different mentality. And you go in every game and it's like do or die. And that kind of mentality was for sure there and the battles were tougher and like all the things that just make playoffs special and I mean every every year you play playoffs and you think a new season starts and teams look different and it's it's do or die as I said and you just want to give it your best. And uh, was it a tough adjustment for you that freshman year going to the Olympics and heading back to college hockey or did that help you in some way? Well not like I wouldn't say it's like an adjustment. I think it was like a whole role, like a whole fairy tale the whole year. You you go there and then you get to go to the Olympics and then you come back with a bronze medal and everyone is so happy for you. And that was pretty special. Like you walk into school and um, they they made some events about, about it where I showed my medal and stuff. And it was cool because other students were really um, proud of it and like happy for me. And that made it really special. And I mean, Obviously, the, it was it was huge for our country to win this medal, and I went right back to school because I knew I had schoolwork uh, that was waiting for me, and right back into it. But then we played right away again, so it was back to normal pretty quickly. Now, another adjustment or transition that you made during your college career is we you switched positions from defenseman to forward. Uh, talk about that transition, and what was the toughest thing about uh, that transition? I guess. Yeah, it was actually funny because um, I I played center in the Olympics because one of our centers uh, got suspended for a game and the coach was like, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty offensively as a defense and they gave me that chance to play center. And, and then I actually came back and Shannon Miller asked me about it. She was like, 
So do you want to like end this this season as like a forward or as a D? And I actually answered to her that I, I would prefer to be a D because I learned the whole system as a D and everything. And I went back playing D, but then the year after I, I started playing forward. And I think it's, it's I love challenges. So the transition was amazing because every year I learned something new and then I switched position and I got to see the game from a different perspective again and learned the new details about that and kind of just went on and then obviously I was successful and then it makes it easier an easier transition as well and you get to have I think I had a lot of energy that's why they put me as a forward as well like I was always offensively as a D and um, never stay stay home D and that force and that energy I was able to bring out in every shift and like as a forward you you skate a lot more you put a lot more energy in and at first it, it was really tough because I never was that exhausted as a D I think or it's like in a different way or you have to be like more composed or more patient in some situation and as a forward you just go and uh, leave it out there on the ice and but yeah I enjoyed this transition and now I don't think I would go back to being D again. <laughs> and uh, your team improved significantly throughout your uh, three, four years at Duluth. Uh, what did your team do during those off seasons to make such improvements and what role did you play in that? Um, yeah, I mean, we, we knew what you kind of become professional when you go to college because the first, first time you come in, you have fitness testing and uh, you know what's expected. And I don't think I lifted a lot before I went to college and, and then I got actually like really professional programs and everything and makes it uh, like good for yourself because you know what you want to improve. And I think all four years we improved, especially during the off season and we came back even stronger and especially my group, um, the ones we I had four years in college with, we improved every year, especially in fitness testings. And even in our senior year, we still topped our results and, yeah, and then we showed it on the ice as well that off-ice is just as important to go through a whole season. Now, in your sophomore year, your team lost to Bemidji State on the WCHA playoffs. What do you remember from that series, and how do you use it to motivate you for your upperclassmen years? Yeah, I mean, I think it was that that goal that she actually plays over here now. Caitlin Tuga scored, I think, and it was like that moment where you were like your season is over because someone just like scored on you and it, it was tough especially for the seniors that year because we had a really good team and we thought we would go really far and and then all of a sudden the season was over so in the next two years you kind of appreciate every second and you want to give it your best because you know it could be your last uh, shift and then your, your career is over in college but yeah, it was, it was tough. It was more tough for the seniors, but then I got to appreciate it more when I became a, a, a how do you say, junior and senior. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, you got revenge, though, against Bemidji State the next year. Talk about beating them in the playoffs for the first time and what it meant to your team since you guys struggled a little bit during your junior year. Yeah, I mean, that that was huge because we, we knew the year before we lost to them and we didn't want that to happen again and we wanted to advance. So it was big getting that uh, victory there but obviously you always want to win games and you always want to go all the way and we we never did that in college so that was a bummer but I think even in my senior year I think we had it had it all to go at least to the frozen four but obviously you want to win you're competitive as an athlete and you never want to end your season with a loss. Now during that year you also had a coaching transition like you just said earlier. Uh, talk about what it's like to be a player under a coaching transition and how did you deal with that? Yeah I mean it was, it was special especially um, those first two years I learned a lot under Shannon Miller and then um, as everyone knows with the lawsuit and everything it, it was a lot of distractions especially since that whole thing happened during the sophomore year like halfway through and it was a lot of talking about it, but in the end you step on the ice and you play hockey and you want to give it your best. And obviously you want to kind of not think about what's, or like how, how big it actually is. And it, it's about the school and everything. And then the new coaches came in. So I saw it as like a new opportunity to, to move forward and, and, and improve my game. And I think under Mora, 
it, it was huge. Like I learned a lot of other things that, but still like I learned so much under Shannon Miller as well. And I think they're a different type of coaches, but I learned a lot from both of them. Now going into your senior year, what type of leadership did you want to bring to UMD? And did you learn anything from past leaders or your time there on how to lead better than you thought you could? Well, yeah, I mean, you go through college and you learn something every year and you want to be a great role model. You want to be a great leader for, for the rest of the team. And I think we had a really good core group there with our captains, Sydney Morin and Ashley Bricklick. And we were a really tight group and we led by example. We hold each other accountable and just kind of like you, you want to be a good leader, but then you also want to, you want to show it on the ice and you want to be the leader when it co comes down to like tight situations or special teams and things like that. That's when leaders step up. And I think we had a really good season that year. And unfortunately we didn't, we didn't go all the way. Yeah. Yeah, but what was the biggest improvement you made uh, to your game since your freshman season, since you had such an incredible uh, senior year? Well, to pick something is hard, but I mean, you grow as a player. Like the game was was really fast and you, you start to adjust little details. You make quicker decisions. You, you become stronger. You become faster, quicker and get a better shot. And all the details that made me as like a whole package, a better player and and then in the senior year, obviously, I, I had a really good team as well and great line mates that um, we worked really well together. And that also resulted in a lot of success with me as a player. But then I think we showed a lot of um, good things as a team. And as I said, unfortunately, we didn't go all the way, which we actually talked about it yesterday because um, we went for dinner and Patty Marshall plays on the team here now and she was a gopher at that time and and we were like yeah why were we matched up to the gophers and we just played them in in the conference final or semi-final and everything and then we didn't think we would be matched to the gophers and obviously with like the travel costs and everything they lined us up there and we thought it it, it was sad because I thought we would have deserved the spot in the Frozen Four there and as well as the Gophers, but then one of us has to be beaten. And then that we lose 1-0 was really tough there. And Patty Marshall actually scored on me and she she was my D coming down from the blue line and I didn't cover her. So it was tough to, to end your whole college career that way. Yeah, yeah but um, you, uh, you had uh, talked about having that success though during your regular season, during your senior year. And did you feel any pressure trying to maintain that success throughout the regular season? Well, obviously you, you have pressure, but I, I love pressure. That's when people expect great things from you because they know you, you are a good player. And, and then you, you just try to like bring your best every day in practice. You try to be competitive in every little battle and, and do whatever it needs to be ready physically, mentally and everything. And, and then obviously on the ice, the success came because I, I think if you have a lot of fun, success is a byproduct and if you go out there and, and enjoy every every second and put the effort in in every shift and obviously you create offense as a forward and the success came along yeah um you were nominated for the patty kasma award that year as well uh, talk about receiving that honor and what it meant to you yeah it, it was a big honor especially hearing all the names that won it before and then making it all the way to the top three that was that was really special and but it kind of also represented our team we we were a really good team i think we were ranked third in the country i, I don't remember exactly but um and then you have great players on your team and i was able to, to show my best because others were showing their best as well so we pushed each other to our limits and i think that's why i succeeded well as well now, I want to talk a little bit more about the WCHA playoff run you had your senior year. You made the final but and lost that game. Uh, what did you take away from that whole playoff experience, and what was your mindset heading into your first tournament? Yeah, it was it was special because the years before we didn't make it, or we didn't make it to the semifinals. I think if I remember right, it's been a while. I'm sorry, <laughs> okay. but yeah, I mean, and then we went to the finals because we had that double overtime win and. It was it was special. Like the whole team was on a journey, and 
we went all the way and obviously our tanks were a bit empty against Wisconsin in the finals but and then going back home and then having home seed as a uh, in the top eight that was special too because we haven't gotten that far in a while and it's good for the program and that we we showed that we can be back on top because the program had great history with winning national championships and we wanted to prove that we were a good team and I think we showed that as well. What was your reaction heading into your first tournament when you found out? Well, I don't know. You you kind of just take it day by day and then you're just really excited because it's, it's a special game and with the like having just one game and you advance is is pretty special in its own way because I'm used to having like more than one game like best of three series or best of five series and you knew you you had to just bring your best and I, I was excited to head down uh, to to the golfers arena there and it was it was a journey for for everyone and we just got to enjoy every second of it. Now, I want to, you played your final collegiate game against Minnesota, like you just talked about, uh, in the national tournament. Uh, talk about your first national tournament experience and the emotions you were feeling after that unfortunate loss you had, and knowing that was your final collegiate game. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it was special because we actually just beat them in the semifinals in double, double overtime, and we knew we were the better team and we can beat them. So we were really confident going into that game, even though it was pretty special because you had the home ass advantage, but in some aspects you didn't really have it because all of those rules and CAA, I don't know if they're still the same rules, but like there was like no intro, there was no um, special things that you have when you're at home. And it, it was weird starting that game, like knowing and all the ads were like different and the, the rink looked different and you kind of adjusted to that. But then I think we played really well. We, we had so many chances, we just, couldn't bury one and we, we lose one zero because of one mistake. And then, you know, I did that mistake, leaving my D to the back door. And you kind of like, I don't know, I was devastated because I knew I could have done better or created offense, but their goalie played really well too. And sometimes in sports you, you lose and that just, I learned a lot from that. I think I grew as a player and it, either you win or you learn, yeah. And uh, what do you take away from your time at UMD as a whole? And what do you remember the most? And talk about your just entire experience there. Yeah, I mean, coming into um, like a culture shock for me or like going away from home, it was it was a whole different experience and how professional hockey can be. And that was really special for me. But then also get to play with the best players in the world or against the best players in the world because I think U.S. and Canada have a lot of great, great players and you can play every every day against them or with them. And it makes it really special the whole the whole four years. And you go, I don't know, every every year you kind of take it new day by day and new things happen. And obviously you have like this whole college experience of like living with your teammates and being away from home and going to school and having the same schedule as other student athletes and that makes it special to go over there and I, I can recommend it to any anyone that has this chance to go to college hockey and just also be really individually coached and by professionals and learn and grow as a person but also as as an athlete. Now I want to ask you how did you balance both academics and the hockey aspect of being a student athlete? Yeah I mean growing up I actually never went to like a sports school or anything like that it has always been academics first and sport was second because that's just how uh, Switzerland is structured nowadays obviously there's sports schools and stuff but I always wanted to succeed and excel in, in academics as well so um, yeah I went to college and then uh, after my second year I think I figured out that I wanted to study marketing analytics and I got into that program and it, it was like sports, you, you want to be the best and you want to achieve great, great results on and off the ice. And, and then obviously on the ice was successful as well, but I also graduated with a great degree and I'm happy about that because I know like you can't really live off of hockey um, as a female uh, hockey player and 
that that way I always knew I wanted to pursue a career in academics as well and now I, I can actually work in in that field here uh, in Sweden and I'm really happy for that degree and that I can use it now yeah now I want to talk about the Olympics for a little bit. Uh, what's the process for getting into the Olympics in Switzerland? And what was your reaction when you found out you made that team? Yeah, back in 2014, it was a special year, especially with going to college and everything. But we don't centralize like US and Canada does. And we have camps every month and we gather for like a, a couple of days or a week. And if you play in overseas, you, you only go at Christmas. Like during the summer, you go to camps and then at Christmas, you have this one camp to um, show that you want to have a spot on the roster. And and then in, it, I got picked to go to the Olympics, which I was really uh, honored and to represent my country at the Olympics. But then the whole experience was unbelievable. Like I've never been to the Olympics before 2014 and just the whole atmosphere and all the great athletes that were there. I mean, you go to the uh, dining area and you you walk by Sydney Crosby and you're just like, this is normal. <laughs> and you feel pretty special every day when you wake up. And this whole journey, I, I was only 19 years old and it, it was pretty special going through that already at a young age. And yeah, I mean, and then 2018 again, like, I was just so honored to go again and like experience that whole thing again. And it's, it's special. Yeah. And uh, what were your Olympic experiences like both on and off the ice and talk about getting the opportunity to represent your country on a national stage like that? Yeah. I mean, um, first of all, you go there and you, you're just like overwhelmed from everything. So you need to figure out how you deal with that. And I think our coaching staff did really well, especially because we had some young players on the team that never been to Olympics. So you kind of have this schedule that the coaching staff puts in place so you don't get too overwhelmed because there's a lot going on, a lot of other events that you could go watch. But sometimes you, you need to rest your body because you have an important game coming up. So they scheduled pretty well. And we had also experienced players on the team that went through with you and like talked about it and that you can't go to every other event because then you're just going to be not ready for your game and you need to focus because we're there to perform so and then in the end on the ice yeah it was it was fun every practice because you, you never know when you experience that again and the whole atmosphere and the whole experience was unbelievable yeah you won the bronze medal in those Olympics. Uh, talk about winning that medal and what it means to you, especially since I know there are some other college hockey players on the, those Switzerland teams. Yeah, I mean, no one expected it from us. And it, I think it was history in Switzerland as well, winning the first bronze medal. And we always had it as a goal, but everyone never, or like in the media, no one ever expected us to win a medal, especially because, you know, US and Canada, they're, in a, they were on another planet at that time. Of course, now we're getting closer, but also like Finland, Sweden was gonna have the bronze, I think in that year, or they were expected to win it. And for us, it was, the whole journey was special because we had a special group. We never had any drama on the team and we always believed in each other. We supported each other and we went through that all. And then obviously we had a really good goalie with Floral Schelling that saved us a lot and especially in the quarterfinals against Russia where you, you don't just play against the team, you play against the whole country and the, the whole arena was full of Russian fans and just to quiet them down and win 2-0 there was already really special and then going into the bronze medal game where it was a lot of ups and downs, we were down 2-0 and coming back in the third and turning the whole game that it was literally like a fairy tale. You could write a book about it probably. And like, it, it was, it was special coming back there because we never gave up. And, and then in the end you won something like that and you will, I don't know, keep that in your memories as for me, it's like the best memory I ever have. Yeah. Now we're in the non-hockey segment of the podcast where I ask you some non-hockey questions. My first question is uh, what music do you like to listen to? Um, It's, I wouldn't say one type of music, but 
uh, when I went to college, I actually didn't really know about country music. So I got to enjoy country music in Minnesota, but then I, I listen to regular music every day that's on the radio and nothing like crazy. Sometimes a little rap from home in Switzerland, but yeah, everything a little. Now, what is your biggest uh, pet peeve? Hmm, good question. I think it's when people lie. Yeah. <laughs> now, next question is, uh, what is your favorite TV show? Hmm. I don't really watch a lot of TV shows nowadays anymore, but I know, I remember when I was home, I always watched The Simpsons with my brother, so I'll pick that. It's always fun to watch that. <laughs> now, what was your favorite thing about Minnesota? Hmm. Maybe like, hmm, good question. Like, I don't know, the whole experience going to another country that's so big and going to Mall of America and you can't even believe there's a roller co coaster in the middle of the mall and all that stuff. But then shopping was fun there too because it, it was cheaper than back home in Switzerland. And But I would say like the whole experience, yeah. Now back to some hockey questions now. You now play professionally in Sweden. Uh, what has that been like for you? And talk about being a female pro athlete in Europe. Yeah, um, coming from college, I always wanted to pursue both. So I actually did my master in lint tripping while playing hockey as well. So it was a similar transition like to college hockey. And, and the hockey is great over here, like more and more um, – top players want to play in this league and this league has grown so much and this year it's it's been at a really good level and every day you want to perform your your best hockey and yeah I mean wow it just blacked out <laughs> oh yeah and then the the ice sheet is bigger so you you adjust a little bit to your game again so the European kind of style of hockey gets there again where you skate a lot where you you make maybe like one or two more passes where in college you have more like driving the net and that kind of hockey and smaller area and but I think it's it's the best league and best professional league in the world right now I think especially with the U.S. and Canada not having this one league to play after college and I can recommend it to anyone after college and it's been the road for a lot of college players like especially from Duluth a lot of players play in this league now and it's, it's fun playing against them but also with them this year with um Jalen uh, Elms and Katka from Czechia. Now what advice would you give younger players trying to pursue division one college hockey? Um, Just don't look too far like enjoy every second and only play it if you love it like don't put all the effort in if you don't love the game. And at the end of the day, sometimes you have to go through ups and downs and the success comes when you put in a lot of effort and you know, you give your best. And But then just enjoy every second because at one time you're too old to play the game. Now, uh, what should be done to help grow women's hockey? Well, I think here in Sweden, it's it's a good example of looking at it and it's like the big clubs have to support women's hockey and have a team and then also have the structure for the youth and the junior that you can, and when you're a little kid, you can dream of becoming a professional hockey player as a girl and go through the stages. And they're doing really well here in Sweden with that and all the big clubs support it. And I mean, sponsors have to support it too. And, and nowadays they actually put pressure on uh, big, big clubs to have a female team especially with like the United Nations development goals of gender equality and all that stuff with sustainability and it, it's important for the world so and it's it's important for little girls that they have an opportunity to go through a system just if you're a boy or a girl it doesn't matter you, you just want to play hockey. Now what should I do better as an interviewer to improve this podcast? <laughs> Is this still recorded? Yes. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Maybe like now you, you're reading off the questions and stuff. So maybe you could maybe interact a bit more. 
and go off like sometimes I feel like I start over again and I'm like oh my god what do I say now and and then the next question and I, I end there kind of thing yeah no I'm trying to make it more conversational but you know that's kind of a process I'm just starting this out so I appreciate the advice and I'll definitely uh, try to take it yeah I mean obviously you you were well prepared too though like with all your questions and all the info you had like it's just something we always look at the bad things and but I think you did great thank you I appreciate it now uh is there any shout outs you'd like to give to any of your teammates uh former teammates or family members you have no, not really, because if I would point out someone, I, I would maybe disappoint someone else. So I don't want to forget anyone, but so uh, no shout, shout outs. <laughs> well, uh, well, thank you so much, uh, Lara, for coming on. I really appreciate it. Uh, you're one of my favorite players to watch, mm -hmm. and I wish you nothing but the best in Sweden and moving forward and take care and stay safe. And hopefully everything's going well in Europe. Thank you so much. Stay healthy and take care. Thanks everyone for listening to these two interviews. Don't forget to check out the other two bonus episodes. Have a great day. Bye.